This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hello everyone, it's your favourite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport fan network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor. Don't like your odds? Enjoy daily bet boosts on your favourite sports and make your best bet now at betvictor.com. 18 plus, begambleaware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. We're going to build a train so big it can't be stopped. From the executive producers of Power. We got enemies eyeing us, cops clocking us. Comes the new season of Power Book 4, Force. Tommy Egan is the linchpin to bringing down all of these gangs. Egan's too dangerous to be left alive. Power Book 4, Force. Game over. Premieres Friday, September 1st, only on Stars and the Stars app. Morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is that you're listening or watching this latest episode of Turfcast Podcast with me, Joe Redmond, and my good friend Simon Townley. How you doing, mate? You're all right. I'm all right. I'm, I'm Santa Townley today. You're Santa Townley today. Yeah. Is that is that is that because of the hat? Yeah, I need to bring my mic closer though. It's far away. It, it is. It, you sound there very Brilliant audio this for those listening, um, and if you are just listening uh, and you want to see Simon's hat, just head over to our YouTube channel, just search Turfcast Podcast on YouTube, and then you can see Simon's hat in it, all its glory. Anyway, how you doing, mate? You all right? All good, thank you very much. All ready for the festivities, in a good mood. Clarets have helped that, obviously. Yeah, well, we'll get into that. Uh, have you wrapped all your presents? No. No, I, I still need to do that yet. 
I can't yeah. do it. I hate doing it. The only person what? that can do it is the missus and half, more than half, the majority of presents are for her. So she can't wrap them. So I've got to wrap some up. Yeah, no, I, I tried wrapping. Uh, I can see it from here. And it, and it looks bad even from a distance. Hmm. You can, yeah, I even ripped the corner. And then, you know what I did? I got to near enough finishing. And I have a sellotape dispensary thing. You know, you rip it. Yeah. So I pulled it off, ripped it. And as I ripped it, I've ripped it pulling towards the gift. So it stuck to the gift. So <laughs> I pulled it off and pulled the paper off with it. But I thought, oh, well, I fucking wrapped it. it now. And this is the last bit. So I've stuck it down. But there's like a circular hole which I've had to fill. Oh, yeah, it doesn't sound like, it doesn't sound like it's gone well. Not Santa's old rat. True, true. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm just a normal human anyway. I'm not even a Santa like you. So so I can't, I'm going to be absolutely shocking at it. And I am shocking at it. Um, I'll let you know how I get on. Well, you'll see how I get on because I may or may not have got you a gift. So you'll see how I get on and you'll see how shite that rapping is. Uh, when you find Clarence player, player, where they uh, give you shit gifts to unwrap and you got to play it. Did they do that? I've, I've seen, is that that Jenga thing that they keep tweeting? Is that what that is? It's, called, it's, it's not called Jenga feature. It's called retro gift feature. Yeah, well, they're probably, for legal reasons, uh, yeah. could not call it Jenga. Um, but uh, we won't, we, we can do. It's probably, it's a bit late. You know, we're recording this on Christmas Eve Eve. Eve so, Eve. you know, Eve Eve. Um, so we've probably run out of time to be able to do something and film something within that time because tomorrow, I've got to go to Tesco. I've got to go and brave Tesco, get loads of beers in for Christmas Day, Boxing Day. I've done everything. I just need beers and a bit of food. I'm not panicking and buying last-minute gifts. I just need plenty of alcoholic beverages. There'll be plenty of four walking around with headphones in, listening to Turfcast, watching you usher around Tesco. Yeah, <laughs> imagine if someone sees me while listening to me and I'm bombing past them to get the last fucking crate of... Hundred percent. If you can see Joe now in the distance, I guarantee he's scowling at something. That's just my face. That is just my face. I'm not oh, mad. Oh, it's on sale. People always think <laughs> exactly. People always think I'm mad. I'm not. That is just my face. I don't know what it is. It's well, it is because I'm. I used to always be in the mood a lot. But these lines here, uh, in, they're always there. Like when I'm, even when I'm concentrating or just looking, they're always there. So I always look angry. I might need glasses, but it's a bit late for that now. I'd probably need Botox more than anything <laughs> to push the lines up so you, people don't think I'm mad all the time. Um, but I'm not mad. And the reason why I'm not mad is you've just mentioned the Clarets have turned their form around. Uh, since we last did a podcast, um, we have got two games to discuss. The last time we did a podcast, we just beaten Arsenal. So we're in a good mood again. We're in a good mood again now. Uh, obviously, we've just beaten Wolves, but we'll get to that. Let's talk about the Aston Villa game and what you can remember of it because I don't know about you, but as soon as we've played another game since then, I tend to struggle to think back about that game. But we'll try and have a quick look at Aston Villa nil, Burnley nil. I think it were uh, just a brief one of this one because, like you said, it, it's, it's hard to talk about once so far away, all that time ago. But uh, yeah, it were, I think it was a perfect game of game management sort of nailed on for Burnley. I think yeah. we did everything we should have done. Villa seemed to have a bit of a spring in the step. They had a confidence with the game. You could tell that from the off. And I think we frustrated them. We strangled the laugh out of the game. We had a couple of chances ourselves. You know, and their main man, Grealish, didn't look as sort of convincing as he did, let's be fair, when he played us at Turf Moor. It was nice to see that we actually managed it correctly this time. 
Yeah, I think I think the midfield played very well. Um, yep. I think the defence for Burnley played very well. What are they called though? You, you've you've started oh, a thing. Sorry, you? sorry. Uh, yeah, and I've accidentally started a thing, so I need to carry it on, don't I? Um, the midfield massive. The midfield <laughs> massive. They played they played very very well up the midfield massive. Um, Brownell and Westy were class in the middle. Kept Grealish quiet, like you say. Um, and I, th- I think they've learnt the lessons. I think they've learnt the lessons from from Grealish, basically absolutely destroying oh, them at, at the turf on New Year's Day. What 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 photo are you looking for? The midfield massive. The midfield massive one. The one that somebody sent me on Facebook, and I can't remember what it was. And it, obviously, the person that sent me this on Facebook, apologies to you if you are listening, because I can't remember your name. Must listen to the podcast because he created this picture. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can see the picture now. There you go, Simon. <laughs> the midfield, mate. Basically, and if you're watching on the podcast, there you go. If you're watching on the podcast, it's it's just a picture of Ali G saying midfield massive. Um, no, so thank you, to, thank you to whoever uh, said that. Again, apologies, I forgot your name, mate. I've, I'm not in the comments to see you, what you call. I've just I saved it to my phone. That's how much I appreciated you sending that into me, buddy. Um, I saved it to my phone. But yeah, going back before I was rudely interrupted, um, the midfield massive. Westy and Browner were good. Uh, Poppy were even better. Tarky, yeah. Benny, Loughton, Charlie Taylor. The, the back five basically were the, the best in the game for me. Even though we're seeing the midfield massive played well. Um, but yeah, I thought we defended very, very well. I do. I think we did well. We, we nullified the threats, tried to create problems for them, uh, and we did to you know to the majority of what we can do away from home uh, and what we normally create. I don't think we were far off it. I think it were a good game. Um, interesting sort of comments about the game. I think I said it at the end of that match. I said the fact is, in the matter of day, if you took four points from them two games, meaning Arsenal. Yeah, and Villa, and it was the other way around. We would have been unbelievably ecstatic. A draw away at Arsenal and a away win at Villa would have been all over the moon. But because it was the other way around, some people were a bit flat about it. I think personally, you've just got to look at the overall picture of it. Yeah, and and now we're bringing in the Wolves game into it. And I'm not saying we're going to discuss the Wolves game yet, but in terms of the point you just made, we've got yeah. seven points from them three games. Seven points. That is uh, the three very Quite good sides. Three, exactly, mate. Three very good sides. All right, Arsenal might be absolutely feel bad this season, but Villa have started well, and they might have been fucking bad last season. But Wolves are, again, they're a, a decent side as well. So, so things are definitely looking up. But one thing I do want to chat about is this Aston Villa narrative of we had twenty-seven shots, so therefore you didn't defend well. Um, and, and some Burnley fans as well. Uh, I don't know if anybody who listens to the podcast or somebody that um, was in the, uh, the chat a lot was saying it, uh, but some Burnley fans, I remember a lot of them were saying it, well, Aston Villa had 27 shots, so how have we defended? Well, there we've got lucky. My point is, yes, they may have had 27 shots, but let's remember that shots do not tell the full story. The majority of their shots were from distance, uh, and even if they wasn't from distance and they were inside the 18-yard box, they were still in front of our defence. So they were trying to shoot and tr- somehow get it past the likes of Ben Mee, James Tarkovsky, and obviously Paul P would have been in the net anyway. But my point is, is they, shoot, they can't break us down. That's why they're shooting from behind our defence. Sorry, not behind, in front of our defence. Behind will be obviously ball over the top and then, and then they're in. But that's why they're shooting in front of our defence, because they couldn't break us down. And that is why it was a solid defensive display. And that's what happened. I put them words out. I put a solid dis- uh, defensive display from Burnley. I can't even say him now. Uh, and people were saying, was it a solid defensive display? We conceded 27 shots. Uh, and because of the point that I've just made, yes, it was a solid defensive display. 
Yeah, exactly. Only seven of them are on target to our four. Possession was 60 to 40. These are all normal statistics for, for a Burnley fan. You know, this is mm. not something new to us. Uh, 10 corners was interesting to our one. Yeah. Again, though it's, it's 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 the style that we play, isn't it? It's compact. Force them out wide. Tell yep. them to cross it. If you yeah. want to cross it, fair enough. You try and cross it. You try and beat Ben, me, and James Tarkovsky in the air because it ain't going to happen, lads. Uh, but obviously, in then in then in them ten circumstances, the cross was obviously blocked by Charlie Taylor and Matty Lauten, who were playing very very well, both of them. Yeah, one one point I do want to make as well is how little chance Watkins had in that game. Considering yeah. that you know there was a lot of talk about we wanted him, couldn't afford him, uh, and we we're always honest about that. But it was nice to sort of say, well, you can deal with him still anyway. You know, it's if you're spending, what was the money they spent on him? A lot. It, a lot. A fucking it lot. A lot. Something silly. Click on it. Um, I think it was several several millions, but obviously they always are these days, aren't they? Yeah. Well, he's got twenty-seven million pound market value at the minute. Um. Aston Villa sound striker. Here we go. Thirty could rise to thirty-three million pounds. Now, if that's a thirty-three million pound striker, I feel that our defense is worth a hundred million because we made him look less than average that game. I know it's only one game, and he's in my dream team, so I don't want to select him too much. But he's, uh, <laughs> I, I just think you should look at it and think, yeah, we fucking we did right. We managed it. Yeah, we managed it brilliantly, and I don't really see what the issue is. Um, there's been a few murmurs about sort of like play being boring and stuff again, but it's not an issue for me. If we are getting results and we are playing well and we are playing like Burnley play, I couldn't care less if we strangled the life out of these games because that's that's when we're at our best. I've, I've already said, like looking ahead to the Leeds game, which again we'll do in a bit, the best way for us to beat Leeds is to strangle the laugh out of the game and basically turn it into a slog like we did the Wolves game because Leeds can't win headers in the air. Well, obviously they can, but they're not as good as us as winning headers in the air and then and then they're going to concede more from set pieces and that's where we're at our best. So I don't really see the issue there, to be honest. No, it's, you, you play with the cards you dealt at the end of the day and our players are bigger and stronger. Then we're going to we're gonna fight and we're going to push. If they're skillful, that's that same. Well, don't, try not to take them on all the time. You're not going to do that, yeah. are you? You're going to, you're going to try and win an header instead today. Just have a do at that, Puddins. Have a go at that. <laughs> yeah. Not going to do yeah, it, is it? Yeah. Oh, 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 don't you worry. We'll get on to we'll get on to Daniel. We'll get on to Daniel. Uh, but that's what me and Simon thought of the Aston Villa game. Apologies, it was a little bit shorter um, than it usually is. But it's Christmas Eve Eve. Uh, I've just finished work until next week. Uh, I want to go on Call of Duty. Um, and it was... What, two games ago now? So I can't remember it that well. But we, of course, had the fan reaction where we get people to send in their fan reactions. So let's see what Burnley fans thought of the Clarets draw at Villa Park. Um, Villa have been decent this season, to be fair. Um, defensively, outstanding again. You could put you could put a case forward for any of the defenders. Or Nick Pope to be a man of the match there. Um, solid. Tarky looked great. Um, he was a bit shaky at the start of the season, but he looks like he's got it back back to his best now. Good to see Brady get another 90 minutes-ish under his belt. Um, looked all right. Um, it was just one of them performances, I think. I think we we need more creativity. We definitely need that. I think it was said, I think someone said during the watch-along, we need more pace. That's what's missing in our team at the minute. Defensively, we were solid. Um, and we looked really good. But 
yeah, it's just that creating chances thing and finishing chances again. It's it's going to cost us a lot this season. But another, you know, as I say, we'd have took nil nil before the match. I'd have taken a draw. It's four points from two away games now. Um, you, you can't complain of that in the Premier League. So um, happy with that. Just uh, just listening to the post match now. They're just all going over the top about Grealish. Um, yeah, never mind. Um, Strikers, uh, I don't know what to do now because you see Barnes and Woods wasn't working. Wood and J Rod's not working either. Um, but then they're not getting the chances, so we need we need someone to create those chances and and, and get in front. But it's better than it was at the start of the season, isn't it? And um, hopefully we keep on improving. Um, but yeah, we, I think we've got to just take a few more chances going forward and get some chances in. McNeil looked good again. Um, looks like he's getting back to what to what we expect from McNeil. Um it's just that final ball I think was just missing a little bit but um yeah I'm happy with that it was alright. I'd have took a I'd have took a draw before the match. Hello, 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 hello from New Zealand. Heath and Martin, New Zealand Clarets, New Zealand Clarets checking in after the Aston Villa game. Martin, your it, thoughts mate. Delighted with the point. Was never in doubt really was it? You're kidding. I like what you said, though. If we'd have had 27 chances, it would have been 18-0. Yeah, oh, God. I mean, thank God Aston Villa didn't have the shooting boots on tonight. Yeah, and I think they've changed the name of El Ghazi to El Kazi, haven't they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My God, he had a stinker, didn't he? Oh, it? it was awful. But, um, no, uh, despite the um, uh, number of chances and everything else, um, solid again at the back. I thought the middle two of the... Two in the midfield, uh, Westwood and Brownhill were superb. And um, I just want one thing that I think Sean Dyche might not be happy with was the number of times we lost the ball at the top of our defensive oh, third. Com completely. Drive you mad. Completely. We kept, second half especially, we kept giving the ball away in really dangerous positions and you just simply can't do that. No. Um, you know, Aston Villa should have had a hatful. Yeah. An absolute hatful. Oh, they couldn't finish a hot dinner. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't. Um, yeah, like I said, if we'd have had that many chances, um, we'd have won that game quite comfortably. But um, we were poor going forward, I yeah, thought. Yeah, well, nothing was happening up front, was it? N nothing was happening and, up front. Um, so Wood wasn't getting any service. Uh, it was just an absolute battle from start to finish. Um, but delighted with the, with the point. Yeah. Uh, no, it's been a good week. Yeah. Um, you know, two games, four points away from home, two clean sheets. Brilliant, really. But um, it was that second half was a tough watch, a really tough watch. Anyway, we take the point. Take the point and move on. Um, we didn't lose, which is great. Um, but we we've got to start offering more up front somehow. Um, Wood just wasn't getting much of the service. First half, he had that chance. Yeah. Uh, but you know, um, but we we really need to start creating more more chances. Um, thank God Aston Villa were poor up front tonight. Uh, but yeah, a point. Yep. We'll move on to the next we'll one. We'll take it. Another solid, great performance and goal by Pope. Yeah. You know, it wasn't um, it wasn't tested as many times as he was in the Arsenal game, but um, no, it makes a lot of the more difficult saves look easy, actually. So, and the the boy has amazing range, and so um, yeah, a great performance here. Yeah. Okay. Take the point. Move on to the next. Thank God. <laughs> See you later. Ta-da from New Zealand. Up the camera. Evening, fellow Clarets. Uh, thoughts on tonight's game? Uh, good point. 
you know, another point on the board. Um, not a fantastic performance, uh, but an okay performance. Uh, I thought both sides uh, cancelled each other out. Uh, both had a couple of chances, you know, they, they would work a couple of times. Woods had a great chance, but where it's a great header, but a fantastic save by Martinez. Um, yeah, other than that, it were a bit of a scrappy game, really. A bit of toing and throwing, you know, no real class, really. Um, yeah, so just both cancelled each other out, but a point's a point, you know. Uh, thought there were some great individual performances again. Uh, I thought Ben Mee were outstanding. Uh, man of match for me. Pops, you know, Pops made a couple of good serves. One from free kick that he's, he's got an hand, how he's got an hand to it, I don't know, but he's managed to flip it onto the bar. But, uh, yeah, like I said, it's a... It's a, another point, you know. We've had two tough away games at Arsenal on Sunday. And a few days later, we've played away again tonight at Villa. And four points and two clean sheets, you know. You can't ask for more, really. I think I think we'd have, we'd have, I think all those, all those Clarets fans would have would have bit would have bit their would have bit would have bit their hand off uh, if you would have said that over a week ago. So yeah, onwards and upwards, uh, out at relegation zone, you know. Results have gone for us again. Sheffield United have got beat. Uh, they go to. I think Brighton at weekend, you know, so we could do with being that a draw again, and we 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 get a good result against Wolves on Monday, and, uh, onwards and upwards. Hey, up! How are we doing? Anti-football here. You'll have to excuse background noise. I'm on far shoulder at M65. Bloody cars packed in, aren't it? Any road. What about the Villa game? Not much to say, really, is there? So it'll be a quickie today. Oof, chance would be a fine thing, especially with that here. El Gazi! Woo! Only bit of crumpet that. Won't mind him for breakfast. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Back to the footy. Well, we ground it out, grinded it out. Grind. We got a point, didn't we? Got a point out and out. Oh, right, first half, couple of decent chances for Woody and Westy. Could have nicked it with them, but to be fair, Villa. At best of it, didn't they? Especially second half. Oh hell, early doors, giving it away and causing problems for themselves. My nerves were in tatters, they were. But these lads, they know how to dig in, don't they? They know how to dig in. When we're not playing right well, it's like they just think, right, sod it. We're not, we're not going to score. Let's just make sure we get a bloody point. And they did. They bloody did it. And, uh, well, to be fair, four points from Arsenal and Villa away. Can't knock that, can you? All right, that's me. Take care of yourselves. Ta-ra! Anti-football. Anti-football. So there it was. That was the fan reaction. Thank you to everybody for getting involved to that as well. Uh, good to see another appearance uh, from Anti-Football, another appearance from the New Zealand Clarets, and of course some more appearances from our regulars, Neil, Kieran, and some more trickling in as well, which is always good to see. Um, but now I want to do something I forgot to do at the start of the podcast. This is what happens um, when I don't have a running order. And I don't have a running order because, like I said, it's Christmas Eve, and I just I just want to quit. As much as I do enjoy doing these podcasts, I don't want to say I don't want to do it because I do want to do it. As much as I do enjoy doing these, I just want to get it done, boxed off, get these presents wrapped that I still need to wrap, 
and just get sorted for Crimbo. Um, so I didn't manage to get a running order sorted. I'm sorry. So that means I forgot to say we are, of course, sponsored by Pitch Sports. You can see it on the bottom of your screen now. Um, if you haven't already, please do check it out on the App Store or the Google Play Store. Give it a download on there. Uh, and basically, as I say, every single week, it is a fan hub where Burnley fans and fans of every other single club, obviously mainly the Premier League because it's the best league in the world and the richest league in the world, and that's where we are, um, can all discuss things, predict things, uh, and just basically chat to each other and things like that. So if you haven't already, please do give it a download on the uh, App Store, like I say, uh, and then go from there. One thing I do do, is every single week, doo-doo, is um, I upload a video uh, to the app and basically asking you guys a question. Doo-doo. Um, just just a, a question that I thought of. Um, and I've lost my bearings now. Yeah, that's it. And right. upload a video every single week and um, basically asking you guys a question and then ask you uh, to answer the question. Now, this week, I asked a question before the Wolves game, admittedly, um, but I wanted to know, if are you concerned about the lack of scoring now apologies um I, I sometimes forget to put it out on social media just because uh busy christmas that sort of thing um and i did i forgot to put this one out on social media so apologies if you missed this one um all you need to do is just log into the into the app every now and then um, and when a new one is there it will be there ready and waiting for you to answer and so that's all you need to do. So like I said, I asked if you were concerned about the lack of scoring. Uh, and Neil Layfield responded with, I'm a little concerned, yes, as it's going to cost us a lot of points over the season. The worrying thing is no combo seems to work. Wood slash J or Barnes. However, the forwards are feeding off scraps and there's a lack of creativity in general so far. Would you agree with that, Sam? Do you think it's the forwards that are struggling or do you think they're not getting enough service from the midfield? What do you think it is? I think it's a combination. I don't think it's wholeheartedly yeah. the strikers missing. Uh, I think that the argument for me has always been, and I've said it countless times now on the podcast, is the the service isn't there. And but when there are have been chances, unfortunately, we've not been as clinical as we usually have. Um, so yeah, I agree with both sides of it. But for me, since we've got that consistency, I say it time and time again: that back five, the midfield. It doesn't matter for me who's up top if the midfield isn't creating the chances. It doesn't yeah. matter. You can have any of them. You can have Vidra up there, for argument's sake, because a lot of people like that choice. But, in a smug little way, I am buzzing. Because the two strikers that everyone's whinging that should be dropped, both got us the win. Yes, well, that obviously brings it on very nicely. Um, it's almost as though we've planned it. We haven't. Um, onto the Wolves game and just what was your response before we get onto the Wolves game what was yeah. your response when you saw the team news that Jay Rodriguez had been uh, dropped and Chris Wood was uh, playing up front with um, Ashley Barnes because on, on Twitter there was a bit of a meltdown We've, we even had a couple of text messages of people um, having a bit of a whinge um, what were your thoughts originally when you saw it? Let, let, try not answer in hindsight. What, what was your thought originally? I'll, I'll always answer it as a, as a because I answered it on the watch along at the beginning of the match. You, we were talked about the team lineup, and I answered it then the same way I answered it. Now I was shocked when I seen that his name wasn't on, but equally I say it time and time again: all four of them can play up top for me. The uh, bidder included in that one. Uh, all four of them can play up top for me, and each game also is for courses, mate. And Dash obviously thought that they could do with a headache more than they could do with link-up play. And Ashley Barnes 
gives you that. And I said this to everybody at the beginning of the watch along. This is probably a game with three centre halves and wing backs that he thinks that uh, Barnes is probably going to be more effective. Um, so yeah, and he was because he he has a tendency, Jero, to drop into midfield to link up the player, which is sometimes exactly what we need. Hmm. But two up top work to treat because we'll go into it in a minute. But yeah, it, I think it worked perfectly. Well, but yeah, he, let's get onto it then. Yeah, well, let's get on to it then. I, I, well, having said that, I, I originally, I do want to quickly give my answer. Originally, I was a little bit disappointed. Um, I, I'm, I, I've always said my favourite front two is currently uh, J-Rod and Chris Wood. Um, but Barnsley were, Barnsley were fantastic. I mean, it's it's not always all about the play that he does with the ball. I think I think the way that, that what Barnes did brilliantly was draw the fouls against Wolves, and we all know he can do that fantastically. Sometimes it's not even a foul. Um, the slightest nudge in the back and he's down. We all love him for it, um, but yet we slag everyone else off for it, but that's actually Barnes, and, and, that's, and that's football fans. Um, but the amount of times that he, he had the ball in midfield, which is what Jay does... Um, but Jade does it with a bit more technical ability and he'll try and get on the ball and turn and get it out wide, whereas Barnsley will try and draw the foul. Um, and nine times out of ten, he does draw the foul and nine times out of ten, it's given us a free kick. So then that gets us 20, 30 yards up the pitch with a set piece, uh, ready to hump, uh, hump, lump into the box. <laughs> you can do some humping, uh, but not on this podcast. It's not that sort of place. Um but yeah, I, I thought Barnsley played well in the end, to be fair. What do you think of his overall performance from that game? Barnsley is an individual, mate. He's exactly what he says on the tin, and it's every game. I know sometimes it doesn't work for him, but it's not for the lack of trying. Uh, this time he tried, it worked. They couldn't handle him. Yeah. And it's interesting because majority of their complaints that we'll go into soon are not actually to do with Barnes, which is interesting because they're type of the things that he's usually renowned for. Yeah. Um but we'll go obviously I'll show you want to go into that in a bit. Yeah, let's get let's get on to the game then first. Um Burnley 2, Wolverhampton Wanderers 1. Go. Uh so, mate, honest to God, right? It was a solid, controlled Burnley performance. There was nothing more Burnley than that 100%. match. 100%. We, we nailed it. Five at the back were solid. The foot the midfield were fantastic. Uh, and then the, and the strikers did exactly what I want them to do. They got very little chances, but when they got it, they put it in the fucking net. So a perfect Burnley performance for me. Slightly tainted by the fact that an, an under-experienced player has come on, young lad, wanted to make an impact straight into the game. And yeah. I don't know why he's made the challenge, to be fair to him. And I'm sure he'll be asking himself that question for years to come. I don't know why he did it. Uh, but if it wasn't for that, they didn't even ever look like getting back into the game. Not at no. all. They were poor, the predictable, uh, and, and soft is my overall thing. I don't know what on earth they're whinging at half at times. Do you know what it is? It's it's when when things aren't going for you, you try and find excuses for why it's not going for you, and it's nothing to yeah. do with us. It's to do with your own performance, Wolverhampton Wanderers. I hope you're tuning into this. Uh, Nuno, if you're listening, Simon thinks you're a prick. Um, Daniel Porens, if you're listening, I think you're. I like a prick. Nuno, to be fair. Well, I did. I did. He had a bit of a whinge at the turf for it last season or the season before. I seem to remember him and him yeah, and Dash having about just... the grass being too long. I still think he's cool. <laughs> yeah, but I also think he's a bit of a bold fraud as well at the same time now. Um, yeah. But uh, let's get into the game on my side of it. Yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying there. Um, it was Burnley being Burnley. Uh, yeah. We nullified the threat. 
We didn't, didn't even nullify. We didn't even have to nullify the threat. We 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 cut we cut the 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 threat off at source. He never even got anywhere near creating anything. Um, we just turned the game into a slog. Yeah. And they couldn't handle it. We did exactly what they're saying that we did to Watford a few years ago when Deeney came out in the press afterwards and said Burnley bullied us. That's exactly what we did. And now the, ter- the, the term bully makes it sound like we did something wrong. We didn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Obviously, Dean is, Dean is, Dean is, one of, is a, a type of player that probably would fit in quite well here. And, and he understands that that style of play does exist. Um, mainly because he's... You know, from these sort of areas and things like that, and he's always been in the uh, Premier League and playing English football for a very long time. Um, whereas obviously Wolves couldn't really deal with it, um, and they had a bit of a whinge about it afterwards. But we'll get into that, like I said, in a second. But in terms of the game, yeah, um, clinical, which is what we were. We could have been a bit more clinical. We had we had chances to put the game to bed. It, it yep. could have been three. It should have been three 0 before it were two one. Put it that way. Um, so still a little bit to work on. But you're not going to score every single chance you get. You would like some of these chances to have gone in, obviously. Clinical. Uh, there you go. It's 50%. That's, that's a decent enough strike rate, isn't it? You, you take that. Um, clinical, compact, defensively sound, shit houses. That's, yeah. that's perfect. That's, that's all you want from Burnley. Well, just to, just to sort of clarify my point of very Burnley-like performance, a perfect Burnley-like performance is what I said. Uh, 10 shots, four on target, two goals, only 36% possession. And as passing, to be fair, was a shambles. 66% of it was uh, was <laughs> was accurate, So, which is a bit poor, really, for a Premier League team, especially when you don't have the ball that often. You don't want to be giving it away that easy. But of their sort of 15 shots, only three of them was on target. One of them was a penalty. Um, and probably the other one came in the last five minutes because other than that, mate, they were they, they didn't ever look like scoring against us. No, honestly, if it weren't for that penalty, they'd have yeah. still be playing now and they wouldn't have scored. They had like nothing that. about them. They had yeah. nothing about them going forward. And I, it's a phrase I'll fully admit I've stolen off Johnny Tate, and he said it about Brighton and Hove Albion: "All fart, no smell." And that's yeah. exactly what Wolves were on whatever fucking day it were. I can't. I've given up on days now. Were it Monday? Giving up, giving up. All I know is it's Christmas Eve. Eve. I'm getting pissed on Christmas Day. Fingers crossed. Um, well, just to put sort of like a bit of more Christmas spirit to it, and everyone, cheer everybody right up because not only was that a Burnley performance, it took us out of the relegation. It did. Zone. We've got a game in, got a game in hand. We have against United. And if if I mean if I ask you. Tell me a, a former team in the table right now. We're out looking, obviously. Tell me, apart from your obvious, your Liverpool, your City, I want you to tell me a team that you think they're doing really well this season. Well, Burnley are fifth in the form table. Six. Depending, depending on which, depending on how many games you're looking at. Um, right. the last part. I don't. Uh, I, I, someone shared something on Twitter today, and Burnley with a fifth form, t- uh, form team. Well, I'm If you don't want to. I know, to... I'm not, I do. I'm just buying time, man. I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Villa are still up there. Yeah. Um. Who else has done well over the last few games? Your Liverpool's, Arsenal, yeah. no. Sheffield United, absolutely no. Brighton are fucking in free fall. Uh, Newcastle in free fall. You just mentioned they're all the relegation in form table. There um, you go. Um, Southampton. They're nah. still doing our eight. Now that's the exact reference that I was looking for. 
Southampton, who I would consider as being a form team this year, are doing really well. They're seventh in the Premier League. Even they're ninth in the form table on the last five games. Burnley being sixth. Um, only granted only one more point, but it's what I'm saying is you've got to put it into perspective of where we are and what we're doing. We might only be 16th. We might be staring relegation in the face right at this moment. But we're playing more and more Burnley like every single game. Two wins, two draws, one loss. Exactly. And... If if we if if we'd have started the season like this, if we'd have started yeah, the season, yeah. if we were the if we were in the fifth game now, well, we've just finished the fifth game. Sorry, and Leeds were going to be the sixth game, and we're like two wins, what were it, two draws and one defeat. I think you said we'd yeah. all be buzzing. We'd probably be sixth, something like that, seventh. We'd all be buzzing, and that's what I think. Sometimes you just need to you need to just forget about that start, cut Chelsea. that off, forget about it. Chelsea have had one point less than us in five games. There you go. There you go. We are doing very well at the minute, and Leeds is another yep. winnable game. It's also a game that I think could easily go either way. They could they could absolutely twat us six one, but I think easily we could we could put in a solid performance and do a professional job on them and beat them three one. It's one of them. But we'll get into the Leeds game. Um, anything else you want to add on the Wolves game before I bring in a fan reaction? A fact? No. Well, I'm, yeah. Go on. Yeah. Importance. Yeah. Importance. Um, what a tart! What an yeah. absolute tart that man is. Um, now, if you weren't aware, Daniel Porens, after the Nuno rant at full mm. time, who basically just had a bit of a whinge after the game and saying we need more protection off referees, uh, Lee Mason isn't good enough for his job, which I agree with that last bit, but that's irrelevant. You've ended up looking like a twat and whinging uh, and saying all these things. And now you, you, the point that you're making, which is valid at the end, has become irrelevant because you've just whinged and you look like you've sour grapes and stuff. Uh, but anyway, that's not what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the Daniel Porens rant on Instagram um, after the game. Now, I take great pride in the fact um, that it was me that brought this to the attention to the masses. Um, and then it just sort of spiraled from there. So um, he basically put on his Instagram, I will always fight against injustice, uh, different treatments and unfair decisions in life or football. And I think we have to try to be better every day. So let's take a minute to see and think. Now, I cut a lot of these out because on Twitter, you can only put four pictures up. And he put about, I think he put about 10, 12 up. And some of them weren't all about the Burnley game, to be fair. Yeah, um, the Burnley game. Yeah, one wasn't about the Burnley yeah. game, yeah. Um, yeah. So basically, he put a picture, a video of, um, he said something like, I need more protection. And then a video of him running through off the ball, and you know the incident where him and Tarky run across each other? Yeah, that was a separate video. Right? Yeah, yeah, and then him and Tarky run across each other, and they catch legs, and yeah. me and you said at the time, oh, it's just a clash of legs, that Tarky's not even looking at him, and I stand by that. I haven't seen it back since, apart from on this Pordens video, which wasn't the best quality, because it was just filming his laptop in bed. Um, I still think it's accidental. I don't really see much of him whinging about, to be honest. Um, and then... He whinged about the Barnes goal as well. I don't really know what he was complaining yeah, about. I, yeah. I text someone after that game saying, I don't understand the <laughs> issue with that. Because for me, it just looks like the defender's half anticipating a cutback as opposed to a layoff for Charlie Taylor. Uh, yeah. I can't remember who the midfielder was. I think it was Dwight. But uh, it's, Dwight's laid it off to Charles, who's then hung it up at the back post. At the point where it's with Dwight, I think it's Dwight. I'm sorry if it's not. Um the, the defender's kind of half anticipating it coming into the middle to step out to, for the offside. But because it hasn't, and that Barnes has got his hand on his back, he's trying to claim that he was pushed four yards in front of him. 
with one hand. It wasn't at all. I don't understand what the argument is with that one. He left that one up as well. Yeah, yeah, he did. Obviously, we're getting... He, he, deleted, he deleted this rant that we are talking about, which is obviously what Simon's referring to. But with that one, it was weird because he just circled like Barnes and then Barnes sort of like checks his run and then yeah. makes a beeline towards the goal, as you say, as Chaz or Dwight's passing at him or pretending to cut in. And then mm. this defender bounces off Barnes. Barnes wasn't even looking at him. So how can it be a push? It can't be a push. I don't, I, 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 my original thought was he was complaining about offside, but then obviously then I remembered VAR. He can't really be complaining about offside now. He's, it's kind of black and white. So he must be complaining about some sort, sort of push or injustice in that sense. Um, but with that one, I, I don't know. Didn't get the that worst one. one for me. I don't know if you're going to go. I'm sure yeah. there's coming yeah. up. The worst one it is again. He basically slags Tarky off, um, and he refers to the Raúl Jiménez injury, um, where he had a skull fracture, of course. Hard, by the way. Exactly, um, and says, and last but not least, why did Raúl get injured? Uh, because of behaviours like this one, and it then puts an arrow. Puts an arrow. There it is on your screen. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see the arrow. And then when you swipe, it is a video, obviously on this phone, it's a, a picture because I've screenshotted it, a video of James Tarkovsky and the young lad who was making his debut, whose name yeah. I cannot remember, um, going up for a header. And when they when they went up for the header, there was a clash of heads. There wasn't an elbow from Tarke. There wasn't a kick in the face from Tarke. Tarke didn't spit on him and call his mum a whore. Nothing like that. It just went up for a header and they clashed heads. Um, yeah, and basically, Pordens is trying to say... Gordon's no, is trying to say that the Raul got injured because of behaviours like this. Behaviours like what? Going up for a header? Are you not allowed to play football anymore? You're not allowed to head the ball anymore? Like I said on Twitter, why don't we just sack it off? And like like, like you do when you're like eight-year-old, you're not allowed to kick the ball in the air. You've got to keep it on the, on, on the floor. And every time the ball goes in the air, the referee can give an indirect free kick to the opposition. Why don't we just do that anymore to stop people like Pordens or Pedence, sorry, whatever your name is, crying like this on Instagram because it, what what does he want? Just headers not to be in the game anymore? I don't understand. Uh, yeah, Otisawi was the one he had an egg collision with. Now, I've watched this time and time again on his story. I haven't watched it anywhere else to get a different angle. I watched his story over and over and over again. Um, and I, I still, for this minute, cannot decide what on earth his issue is because if you watch it, the momentum is with Otosawe, I, I think is how we pronounce his name. He's all with him. He's the one in a forward motion. Tarki's yeah. jumping and they hit each other. Not one player complained to anybody. Not one player. They even shook hands after it and he cuts that bit off. It, it only shows them stood next to each other like they hit each other. It doesn't show when they touch hands at the beginning and to say, like, you're all right, pal. Uh, I, I just don't understand what his issue is. He was picking the bones out of fuck all. <laughs> I just don't get it. I just the modern day footballer pisses me off. Like, don't the get me wrong. Because to just to clarify how much bullshit he's talking, but the only one thing I defend him on is when he runs across Barnsley and Barnsley thinks fuck it off. And he gives him a bit of a leg up. Uh, and that's about it. That's the only one that I could say, yeah, I could understand why he pissed off at that. But he didn't is, fall is, that, is that the professional foul one? No, but where it's late in the game. No, that was Jay, weren't it? That yeah. Um, and again, I don't even see an issue with that. Jay was the softest it's player. Just a, it's just a professional foul. Every yeah, team does it. Man City, Man, Man City, Man City started it in this league. Barcelona have been doing it for years under Pep. It's a professional foul. It happens. It's, it's game management. It's frustrating. It happens here, of course. It's not a case of exactly. It's bullshit. It's not football. How can you watch this? But yet, the philosophy of 
every team that's that's successful seems to be you've got what is it? Is it you've got three seconds to win the ball, and if you don't, you have to commit a foul. You know, like on the press. Yeah, I think it was Guardiola that started that at Barca, wasn't it? Something, something ridiculous, anyway. But even the top boys play that game. We don't even play that. We just think shit. They're in here, right? We need to stop it. Um, that that's normal. That's not even like a philosophy. That's just normal football. But yeah, I've got serious issues with his Perez. I got rid of him out of my dream team. You did as well. You sent me the video. He's not lying. He, he actually binned him out of his dream team. I did. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not lying. And I got put Walcott in. So come on, Walcott, Paul. And then um, I kicked him out of my FIFA because he had him on my, uh, as a sub on left wing because he's 93 pace. Gone. Quick sell. Didn't even sell him. Quick sell. Oh, 600 coins. 96. Is that it as well? You sacrificed a lot there, mate. Well done. Yeah. Not, not Proper claret. Proper claret. What annoys me though is there's clearly. There's clearly some form of narrative now that has been written. That's and what I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it's from Podence or Pedence, whatever your fucking name is. Um, Klopp did it a few years ago as well. He, he, he was whinging about Summit. I always remember a few years ago, I think it was Gerald Houllier, um, he were complaining about Blackburn um, at some point, RIP. Uh, he were complaining about Blackburn. I think someone broke, their, broke a Liverpool player's leg. Um, and he was complaining about Blackburn, apologies for swearing on the podcast, um, and saying that they were a dirty team. And then they became known under Mark Hughes and Sam Allardyce as a dirty yeah, Warnock. team. Um, Warnock. Did Stephen Warnock were it then? Oh, it could have been. I don't know. He's a prick and all. Um, but and then and then the same thing happened with Stoke and the Pulis. This narrative became written that they just basically the narrative is that you shit. And all you do is kick people around the pitch. And then it becomes the norm. And then I, I, I firmly believe now that Podence, or Pedence, whatever your fucking name is, is reacting to this narrative. Like, he's he's probably been told by other players or other footballers and, and things like that, and, and fans, that Burnley are just a team that are going to kick the shit out of you. And then when, he's, then, when he, then when he's seen this clash of heads... He's like, aha, people said that this is what they'd do. And that's what annoys me now. There's been this narrative written. And I know Twitter's not the place to gauge a football perspective. Twitter, when it comes to football, is the most toxic place in the world. If it weren't for Turfcast, I probably wouldn't be on it. Um, it's, But if you look at all these little kids hiding behind fucking, fucking beautiful fucking Barara or whatever and fucking magnificent Mares and all this shit and clinical Kevin and all that, all they do is respond to Burnley's Twitter saying like, oh, shit, Brexit, Tim, yeah. it's bore off. And it's this narrative has now become written because of people like Klopp and people like fucking Pedence, whatever your fucking name is, whinging about shit like this. And it's it annoys me. Some people laugh it up and love it. And there's a part of me that does. I do like it. I do like the tears. I do like to bathe in them. But there's a difference between bathing in some tears and a narrative being written, which is also being portrayed in the media as well now. Yeah, I think I'm a bit concerned about this because they're trying to... I don't know. It's like they're trying to bully us out of bullying them. That's what it feels like. And uh, yeah. even the goalkeeping issue that he mentioned, because he even tried to back it up with the Martinez example, but I'm yet to see a team that doesn't do that. Everybody the issue. And and you're saying like I can't. It must to be fair. It was like 20 seconds. I think Bob had the ball, but I watched it, thinking it's not even that long. But then when you actually look at the time, it was like 20 seconds. But that's because it's that normal that keepers hold it that long when they're winning. And I, and I'm telling you now, if we wanted to be anal about it and go through every oh. fucking every fucking game, 
you will find <laughs> every time that they're winning that uh, what's the keeper's name Patricio will be holding their ball for 20 seconds at least once in them 100%. games that they're winning no, not even once. Every single fucking time. Every, when have you ever seen a referee? It might have happened once every now and then. I think I do remember seeing it once on TV yonks ago, donkeys years ago. But when do you ever see a referee say, right, you've held it for seven seconds. It's an indirect free kick to the opposition. Never. He just he just does that. He just waves the ball. He just blows his whistle and waves it on. If they carry on, take it piss. He books them. Yeah, but books them on to go kick instead, doesn't he, for taking it piss? Yeah. But it, this is my concern with it now. Is it have we been made a point of? Are we going to be sort of like giving fouls away for nothing and, and being booked yeah. when it's probably that's, just a foul? That that's 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 obviously the part of the narrative that worries me. I don't give a shit if clinical Kevin De Bruyne on Twitter is calling us a tin pot club, really. But the point is, it all feeds into the same thing, and then it becomes a norm that everybody thinks about Burnley Football Club, and then it becomes a norm in the media, and then when it comes to these decisions that referees are making, it's in their head that they're thinking, oh, well, it's Burnley, so he's obviously kicked him, red card, you're off, get off, Thomas. It's ridiculous. Freaks. Um, But yeah, that's what me and Simon thought of the Wolverhampton Wonders game and Daniel Porens, Pedence, whatever your fucking name is, um, said about uh, his rant on Instagram, they'll say Twitter then. Uh, but this is the fan reaction from that game and this is what the Burnley fans had to say about the Wolverhampton Wanderers match. Good morning from New Zealand. Is it recording? I can't. Yes, it is. It is, yeah. Good morning from New Zealand. Uh, Ethan Martin, New Zealand Clarets, checking in once again. The Saint and Greasy of the South Island. <laughs> what a very, very Merry Christmas is going to be for all of us. <laughs> Burnley deliver a pre-Christmas Christmas present, don't they? It was brilliant. Um, yeah. Any other result would have been a, an, an amazing, a, a, an incredible injustice. They were fantastic. What yeah. a what a great uh, result that was. Yeah. Um, Wolves, uh, for all the money they've spent and all the individual players that they have, then they've got some very very talented players. They were undone by uh, sheer hard work and uh, a great team ethic from Burnley. They were Burnley had absolutely uh, bossed bossed them tonight, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. Well, they did. I mean, in the first twenty five minutes, as you saw, you know, Wolves uh, looked quite handy and um, had a lot most of the ball, obviously. Um, but um, Burnley, um, they grew, into, they grew they, into the yeah. game, and um, and then uh, you know after that, Wolves looked rather ordinary with the ball. Completely. But having said that, you cannot. Un- I don't think we can underestimate how well organised and how much hard we work. How yeah. hard we work yeah. uh, off the ball, uh, and you know. So I think credit all credit has to go to us, and not the. Um, not the fact that uh, Wolves didn't play their best game. No, they, Burnley were just completely, as a team, just um, for want of a better expression, yeah. out-teamed them. They just worked so hard off the ball and closed them down and kept pressing and pressing and pressing. And really, they, Wolves didn't have that many chances at all. I think. No, I don't, they didn't. I don't. I think Pope had one save to make in the second half. That um, drive, that volley from Nunes. But other than that, Wolves looked really ordinary. Yeah. And um, great to see us uh, create so many opportunities. Obviously, we could have put the game away a lot earlier, but we're creating the opportunities and right. then taking a couple, and that's great. We'll come out with a win. Barnes was through first yeah. half, uh, keeper saved, and then second half, um, obviously Wood. Yeah, prop- keep, keeper saved again. Yeah. Um, uh, but great to see Barnes on the score sheet. I was surprised that Barnes started actually yeah. because he he's not been. At, at, his best recently, so I was surprised by his, his inclusion in the start. But 
Uh, he really repaid it tonight. Fair play to the lad. Player of the game? Oh, easy, Charlie Taylor. Right. Easy, Charlie Taylor. He had an absolutely fantastic game. Yeah. Yeah, really yeah. solid. Got forward as well, but he was just immense at the back. I worried about Ben Mee there for a moment at the beginning. I thought he was going to come off, and that's the last thing we want is Ben Mee to be injured, but he battled on. Yeah. Uh, true captain, you know, yeah. and he had a, him and Tarky had another game, but easy man of the match for me, Charlie Taylor. His best game for some time, I'd say. Yeah, brilliant result. Size of the crowd was a bit disappointing, but they made quite a bit of noise, so I'm happy with that. <laughs> Did. Uh, a brilliant pre-Christmas Christmas present. And uh, quick shout-out to Auntie Football, everyone's favourite auntie. And the lads on the forget room, uh, but uh, oh, and the lads from Turfcast as well, uh, Joe and Simon, doing a fantastic job there. Uh, what a result! What a result! Uh, and Merry Christmas, everybody! Tada from New Zealand. Hey, up, Clarets! How we doing? Anti football here. So. What about that? What a bloody victory. We were brilliant, weren't we? What a great performance. Back to our best. Eh? Hey, they had a fair bit of ball early on Wolves, didn't they? They were uh, around us, but they never had any chances. And we just grind them down, these teams, don't we? We grind them down. And then when they, they can't get through, they get frustrated, lose a bit of faith. And then we fuck them at the other end, don't we? Charlie Taylor, what a bloody cross that were. Belt and Barnsley on the end of it. I have to say, I doubted Dyche bringing him back in, but fair play, got it spot on again, Auntie. And Woody, he's persistent with Woody, he delivered the goods as well. So, brilliant stuff. But uh, my man at match has to be Josh Brownhill. Bloody hell, he is brilliant. Here, there and everywhere, weren't he? Breaking up play and a couple of chances as well where he, he could have he bagged good to that one up bar. Oh, what a bloody goal that would have been. And that free kick weren't far away either. Tell you what, his, his first Premier League goal's not far away. It's coming. It's coming. So, yeah, great, great performance all round. But uh, apart from game itself, I want to talk about another point that um, I think needs addressing. You know, in that first half, when Ben Mee went in for that tackle... And he looked like he were injured, looked like he were going to go off. Oh, my heart were in my bloody mouth, it were. I thought, oh, no, we're going to be knackered here. And then it turns out he didn't even have to make the pissing challenge. Bloody linesman had put his pissing flag up. He were offside. If it's offside, it's offside. Put your bloody flag up. There were no need to play on. Could have lost one of our best players there. I don't know what they're doing with this new stupid rule. It needs looking at that. Someone's going to come a cropper one of these days for no bloody reason. Don't you think? I do. It's daft. It's daft. Anyway, that's me off my soapbox. Uh, so, who's next? Oh, Yorkshire Derby, innit? Double Yorkshire Derby. First up, Leeds. The wonderful Leeds. Hey, let's do them. And then Sheffield United, we should have them and all, shouldn't we? Bottom at league, two points. We'll shit them. Don't know what's going on there. It's gone tits up on it this season, but who cares? Up the clarets, eh? Have a great Christmas, everybody. Take care of yourselves. Hurrah! 
Right, so that was the fan reaction from the win at Wolverhampton Wanderers. Now, a little bit um, sad uh, that was. We only we only received two fan reactions. Now, that's a bit of a shame. Uh, if you were looking for your fan reaction to be on YouTube, um, Heath and Anti Football, um, it wasn't on YouTube because we only got sent two. I think the minimum for me to be put on YouTube is three. If we want to get sent two, I'll, I'll just put it in the podcast. Um, and as I've said before, people are welcome to send audio clips as well. If you don't want to be on camera, please feel free to send your audio clips in. I know a couple of people have said that they, well, I'll do audio clips now. You said we could do that and then never followed it up. I understand people are busy and stuff. Uh, I'm not having a go. Um, but if, if, please feel free to send in because... Um, like for example, I think this week uh, one of the regulars, Neil, had a doctor's appointment. So for whatever reason, I hope he, I hope you don't mind me saying that. I'm have to cut that bit out actually. Um, but Neil, Neil was busy um, and and couldn't do it. Um, and then because of that, obviously, Neil, Neil's better. He's got the old player. Where is that, Neil? It makes you look ill. <laughs> Get on circle. <laughs> Raising money for Pendleton. Yeah, I wear it at gets his views. It does, it does. Um, so, yeah, please feel free. Uh, I know there's a few people that did do it back in the day, but don't do it again now for whatever reason. I don't know why I'm doing that on my head if you're watching on YouTube. Um, but please feel free to get involved. The more the merrier. Um, don't think, oh, he's got enough. I won't bother. I want more. I always want more. Please send me your fan reactions in. It will make a better video. Um, right, we've talked about the Villa game. We've talked about the Wolves game. We've uh, put the world to rats surrounding um, whatever his fucking name is. So now we are going to have a quick look at Burnley versus Dirty Leeds United, or should I say Dirty Leeds United versus Burnley. Oh, they're not Dirty Leeds anymore. They are pressing Leeds and best coach in the world Leeds, um, which well, is what... Yeah, just to clarify, I think it was Warner. He did play for Blackburn in 2007 to 2009. He, he definitely played for him. I know that much. That's why he's a prick. And... Mm -hmm. And I edited a video with him in it this year um, for a betting company podcast thing. And he was like, I, honestly, I think Burnley are going to go down this season. They just, I don't know what it is. They just, it, it, if they get some injuries, then they're going to go, they're going to go Burnley and Sheffield United for me and probably Fulham. Um, he's got two of them, right? Well, one of them, right, actually, because I think Fulham are going to be all right, to be fair. No, they're doing all right. West Brom might be shit. But anyway, you're a prick one. Um, but yeah, apart from that, Leeds United. Um Interesting game. Um, like I said earlier, it is genuinely a game that I can see as winning and doing a very professional job on them like we did against Wolves. But it's also a game that I can see getting away from us uh, and Leeds could easily easily bag three or, or four if we get them on, on, a, on a good day for them and obviously a bad day for us. And if we don't put him a good enough defensive performance, um, I think we could end up conceding a few. But I do think we are pretty solid at the back now, so we should be okay. Um, interesting game, though. And it's one that I'm looking forward to because you... Certain teams, you know what you're up against. With Leeds, you know what you're up against. You're up against the eye press and things like that. But the eye press and the intensity, it's not something you see done the Leeds way very often. So it's not something I've seen our style come up against before. So I'm very interested uh, to see how this game goes. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, the only reference that you can half give it is like City. And obviously, we don't do very well away at City because they, they put an eye press on and try and be a pain in the arse and we can't we try and sit back and we can't handle it. However, they don't have the players that City do. They don't have the you know, they've got Uzi him who were on loan at us. Bamford. He's done well, but he's shit. I don't get it. He, it, it he, honestly, he, he will have about six or seven shots in a game and he'll score one of them. 
but he's been scored because, because they create that many chances. It's, yeah, it's, it's the law good. of average, isn't it? It's the law of average with Bamford, and that's why he's having a good season. Because just to sort of say, like, I think in the last five games, he scored 10 goals, conceded 13. Uh, in the last but, five games, he has scored 10. No, sorry. Oh, There's, Leeds have scored 10, sorry. Leeds have scored 10 and 13. Now, I don't even know how many shots they've had to get them 10 goals, but it's been probably a lot. Probably around 45. Uh, Exactly. An interesting fact for you there, mate. So, we're coming up against a free-scoring side who do concede goals. However, we've only scored four in the last five games and we're the only team in the top 11 to have a uh, form table, sorry, in the last five games to have a negative of conceding seven, scoring four. The next team after that is West Ham. Interesting. But, so, it, it doesn't seem... Positive looking at statistics. However, we're on form. They're neither here nor there. They've won two and lost three in the last five. So it, it could literally go either way. Um, I, it wouldn't surprise me to see the bookies put them as favourites. But I, I think I would... with it, I think with it being, I, I just think with it being Leeds and this and this thing surrounding Leeds, the media, the media think Leeds are better than what they are. Uh, they're a decent side, don't get me wrong, but the media put them on a pedestal. And I saw a perfect tweet, and apologies again, um, I can't remember what your name is. Um, uh, I'm shot. Um, I'm not a journalist anymore. Them days are long gone. Irrelevant. Um, but the tweet said, the tweet said, Burnley win 2-0 at Man United. Uh, the yeah. media talks about how shit United are. Palace win whatever score it was at United. The media talks about how shit United are. Leeds lose 6-2 at United. The media, how good were Leeds though? And that's exactly what it fucking is. I don't know what it is about them. The media would absolutely love to wank Marcelo Bielsa off. And it's just, and they do. Uh, it's ridiculous. I'm going against the grain and I'm not on my own at the minute, which is nice because at the beginning of the season, I will like, is he that good, though? What's he actually won? Because somebody said at the beginning of the season, I don't even remember who it was, so I need a notepad. But he was on Sky Sports, and it, you know when they're at the ground, and they go, and it was someone like Carragher Redknapp, that kind of person, who said, I judge a manager on trophies won. This is how every other manager's judged, but for some reason, Bielsa demands this respect from every, every one of his peers and, and earned this respect without winning anything. Hmm. So is his... As attractive as his football is, he's not actually successful in the in the grand scheme of his career. Um, I, I don't think Leeds can get relegated. I don't think they're going to succeed anyway, shape or form either. Though. And um, again, it does frustrate me because I agree exactly what you said about Gary Neville all over Man United beating him. And I know he's got sometimes to be when Man United are flying, he has to try and be as impartial as possible because he's a United fan. But he kept saying that I've really enjoyed watching this lead side today, though. I'm like, fuck off, Gary Neville, you miserable shit. If uh, if Burnley had turned up there and got beat 6 2 and, and scored a 30 pass goal, he still wouldn't have enjoyed watching it. No, it's, uh, it's I don't know what it is about the media uh, with Leeds. Um, but they can't defend. Um, and I know you just read some stats out and then said, oh, these stats make it a bit negative. So I found a stat that makes it quite positive. Um, there's a Twitter account called The Other 14. Uh, and basically it concentrates on every club in the Premier League apart from the top six. Um, name for that. Sorry, the, yeah, it is. Um, and in the all the clubs in The Other 14, um, Burnley have won most headed duels per game. Um nice which is 22.8. 
Um, and we've won 200. Sorry? How do you win a point eight for an header? It's average over the course of the season, you dick. Of course it is. Um, we've won 296 aerial duels in our 13 games played. So we are top of the other 14 league. Nobody's won more aerial duels than us. And to be honest, because the top six play in a certain way, I doubt any of the top six would be above that. I might be wrong. I ain't got last time in front of me. Uh, but bottom of the league table, Please. it's not Leeds United. They're second bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Leeds United are second bottom. They only win 14.4 headers per game. So... Oh. How do we... Don't ask that question again. Because of the way that we play, we play with the ball in the air a lot or getting it wide or getting it into the box and winning the headers. And that's how we defend. We compact, force them out wide, win the headers. I honestly think if, if, if we can dictate the way that the game is played, which will be tough, it will be tough. Of course, it will be tough, especially against their midfield. I'll add, the only two players I would have from their side is uh, Phillips and Click. And I think even only Phillips will go straight in there. Who? Ailing or whatever, however you pronounce it. But who would you rather have? Is Ailing a right back or a left back? If he's a right back, yeah, as much as I like Matty Lowton, I'd have him in probably battling in 50 50 for the, for the right back. But I wouldn't say he's definitely in there. Um, I, won't, I, won't have, I won't have whoever their left back is. I don't even fucking know his name. I don't need to know his name because we've got Charlie Taylor. I won't have Bamford. Um, but anyway, but my point is. If we can dictate the way that the game is played and, and have it played in our style, then we will succeed. But if they get on the ball in the middle of the park because of Klitsch and Calvin Phillips, then they could have some joy against us. Phillips is good. I'll tell you what I used to like. And had a chance this season, but he played last season where Hernandez. He's, he's getting old now, Pablo. He's getting, getting quite old. He's torn the championship up still. He's one of them. Yeah, he's a very good player in the championship. I think maybe the Premier League is probably I think he's in his mid to late 30s now, so I think he's getting on a bit to be fair. Whacking. Um yeah, I I'm confident that we can get a win, but I'm also not going to be surprised if this game runs away with us. Yeah, because that's exactly what I feel. You said yourself, we win aerial battles. Well, as aerial battles start where Lawton being pushed forward, Westy dropping deep and then doing a whip. Or set pieces. That, that, that's the way our our things come in. Charlie Taylor's more of an overlapping defender. He's not a, a deep crossing uh, ball player for me. Uh, and then, if we push our wing backs that much forward, is that where our frailties are going to lie in that game? Potentially, that's where, that's where my concern is. If we get that first goal, I think we'll go on and win it. Really, do. I don't think they'll break us down after that. But if if we if it's a 50-50 game past 30 minutes and we start getting a bit braver and things like that, then they get one. It could, it could be all over. I think the first goal, you said it in a couple of games this year, the first goal is the important one for this. I think, I think it's massive in all Burnley games, I think, because of the way yeah, we... I, I don't think it's that important in Leeds games, though. I think Leeds could, Leeds could concede early on and still win a game quite comfortably. Whereas if we score early on... Nine times out of ten, I'm thinking we've probably got this. And if and, and if it's nil nil at half time, most of the time than not, I'm thinking these are going to get frustrated here. We 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 could probably have this. Um, we will hopefully have um, what's it called a match preview yeah. show. I have spoken. Yeah, to this season, by the way, mate. Oh, go on, so, sorry, I'm doing his own thing. Go on. So I'll just do this. I'm, <laughs> I'm just here to make content. Uh, on record, play seven, wins two, drawn two, losses three. So they're not exactly prolific at home, you know. 
not like it's the fortress or anything like that. So hopefully we can go on. They're the same away. They're not. They're not even consistent away from home. It's you. Th- you tend to find with teams like newcomers into the Premier League, they might get the wins at home and then be shocking away. That's what it tends to be. But they're not even good at home, mate. No. Well, they smashed Villa at Villa Park three nil. Um, they got battered by Crystal Palace four two, and they just the, the perfect word to describe Leeds is inconsistent. I, like I said, I think it, it depends. How the if they can dictate the play, then they will have joy. If the game isn't played in the way that they want it to be played, and we play it in our style, then we will have the joy. I think that's how Palace managed to beat them. It's conceded four against Palace. Palace. Would you say we're more Newcastle or more West Ham? Uh, more Newcastle, and I know they smashed Newcastle, but I think we're better defensively than Newcastle because at West Ham they got beat. Home against West Ham they got beat. And then the following game, they won 5-2. But yeah. uh, they drew by Arsenal at home as well. Shout. Arsenal is shit. Relegation team going down. Um, but yeah, predictions. Fucking hell. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, so I'm so glad it's not going to be on Super 6, this one. Could be 4-0 Leeds or 1-0 Burnley. Uh, I'm going 1-0 Burnley because I've, I've not predicted a loss yet. Now, I know... Mark Howarth is going to say I've got splinters in my arse. And I know for the last three or four games, I have predicted a draw. But I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to, I'm going to do it anyway. I think it's going to be a Desmond. I, I honestly think we will, we will get some joy. If we can score two against the Wolves team that tried to sit back against us. They played five at the back, by the way, Wolves. And they tried to sit back against us. Um, I think we can score some goals against a lead side where you do... The, 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 because of that press... If you can find a way to beat that press, which as Simon has, has mentioned, we do struggle that against um, teams that do play the high press. But this lead side doesn't have the players uh, that Man City have. Um, so there's that of it. There's that side of it. But as soon, if we beat the high press, as soon as you beat that press, you, you're in. You're in behind them. They leave so much space. It's absolute kamikaze football at times. It really, really is. Um, so I think we can score. But I also think they will score as well. So I'm going to go Desmond 2 2. Got a kick like a Japanese mule. Um, kamikaze. I don't even know. I, uh, okay. I hope I've not offended anybody with a kamikaze comment, but I doubt it. Nah, that's why I've chatted at last a bit. Uh, yeah, no, I'm hoping 1 0 Clarence. I think if we can get Nick a goal in the first sort of. Chris Wood as well would be good. Charlie Taylor assist, Chris Wood header. Charlie Taylor whip. Yep. Chris Wood. I think we can do a good pop then. Let me do a good pop. Let me wet my lips. Chris Wood. Yeah, that's much better. Back of the net. And you know what? I am... The first time... Obviously, I'm devastated that we that we can't go on turf and that. But the first time this season, I am gutted that I can't get to an away game. Could you imagine yeah. 37,000 people at an Ellen Road Stadium, which I quite like. I know a lot of people have this thing we lead about hating them. I don't, I don't hate them. They're just another club to me. Um... But I like I like Ellen, I like Ellen Road because it's an old ground, but it's it's big, and I don't like these modern Bolton Wanderers, Coventry, you know these bowls, soulless bowls. They're go. soulless bowls. Ellen Road's not like that. It's a ground with atmosphere, and it's an old ground, which ground. it's a proper ground as the turf is. But for some reason, the turf, because of the narrative that me and Sam have already talked about, doesn't get. Um, the praise that the likes of Ellen Road gets. Um, it just gets slagged off of being a shithole, but it's not. And even if it is, it's our shithole. Um, but yeah, this is the first time I've been gutted that we can't go on away game. 
I'm devastated. And instead, I'll be sat here doing a watch along for you lot. Hopefully watching Burnley win. Yeah. Well, let's hope, mate. I'm saying one nil. Let's let's leave it there and, and hope that we're right. Yeah, anything else you want to add before we wrap up? No, good. Pedence's a dick. Pedence is a dick, whatever your fucking name is. Um, because I forgot to mention it earlier on. To bring out. Yeah, well, one day. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure many <laughs> we'd sell many shirts of Daniel Pedence, whatever your fucking name is. I don't know who'd wear that. Um, is a dick. He is a dick. Pedence is a yeah. dick. I should if I just brought a shirt out just yesterday or the day he whinged. Saying dry your eyes, Pedence, you prick. They're so like okay, it's Villa fans that have been buying them and laughing their heads off. Um, yeah. but yeah, that's it from me. That's it from Simon. Hope you've enjoyed this uh, bumper uh, podcast where we've had to fit two games in, two fan reactions, and obviously a preview. Like I said, I tried to say early, but Simon really interrupted. We will hopefully have a pre-game show. I have spoken to somebody, a Leeds fan who's a bit of a rock star as well, but we'll leave that there and you can find out who it is later on, um, that has said, very far on Twitter and everything, that has said he will come on the podcast. Um, but the only problem is, I'm recording this on Christmas Eve Eve. Tomorrow's Christmas Eve. I ain't doing it then. Christmas Day is Christmas Day. I ain't doing it then. And some selfish twat that I know decided to have a kid born on Boxing Day. So on Boxing Day, I'm at a party. So I'm not sure right. when I'm going to get a chance to do it. Am I not? Right. No, no. What? We're not in tier four. You can go to you can go to parties. It's only copies. No tier three car. You can only visit one day Christmas, one family. Right. So I've I've been I've been uninvited. (laughs) Uninvited from the party. Well, you know, (laughs) you are YouTube's as well. Yeah, I know. If you're watching on YouTube, you did not see that wink. Um, but yeah, that's it from me. Hopefully, I'll get a chance to record uh, the watch along, the watch along, the fan pre-game show. Hopefully, I'll get a chance to <laughs> record the pre-game show. I will hopefully see you for a watch along as well on the 27th. Simon, are you free? Oh, you need to run it past the wife first. After you know, you need to run it past the wife first. Get the holiday form in. And Johnny, take your listing. Hopefully, you're free as well. If not, if we're all unavailable, we're all available. Uh, and if that is the case, then we'll see you for the podcast next week. See you later and have a Merry Christmas from me. And I'm sure Simon would want that as well. Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.